Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yes, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell for your Wednesday morning, middle of the week. For some, it might actually be the last day of the week. Some people taking a long, long uh, weekend, but we'll be here. Good to have you company on this Wednesday morning, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Open line number is 1300 01 1170. If you want to get in touch, or you can text 0457 736 736. That's all before breakfast in about an hour's time with Jimmy Smith and Jaleesa Apps. Um, and, of course, our Queensland listeners will take the first hour of uh, the breakfast show here and then pat in heels along for you from 6 a.m. local time. Big show for us today. We're going to cross to Melbourne, speak to Matt McDonald uh, filling in for Matthew Cox in around about 10 minutes' time. I've a chat about all things uh, sport there, of course, being dominated by the Australian Open. We'll see what else is going on um, and a lot of other stuff going on, a bit of rugby league news around, the cricket, the Big Bash still going on um, and, of course, the tennis, which we'll mention in a second. But a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about this morning on 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736, aside, of course, from the news of the day. Um you would have seen uh, potentially on social media or on the various news outlets last night that the Sydney Roosters, the, one of the famous rugby league clubs here in Sydney, celebrated their 115th birthday yesterday. Now, whether you love them or hate them, and I get the feeling if you're not a fan of the Roosters, you hate them, uh, but they are one of the more famous rugby league brands, famous rugby league clubs in Sydney. So it got me thinking, what's a famous sporting brand? Now, it can be a famous sporting team. A lot of English Premier League clubs, NFL teams, maybe American teams, American sport teams. Or maybe it's a player that is currently playing in a particular sport, whether it be a team sport or an individual sport or someone that's retired. But what is the most famous sporting brand? It's the most famous sporting team, famous sporting player. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. The Roosters uh, would be up there in terms of rugby league in Sydney, but uh, definitely not worldwide. But what's worldwide? What is the most famous sporting brand? Um, that could be a team or a player. 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. And also, sporting heroes. Your childhood sporting hero. Now, this comes back on the back of a conversation I had with a friend the other day about how late Hewitt got me into tennis uh, when he made that final back in 2005. But who was your childhood sporting hero? Does someone stand out for you? 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. So, famous sporting brands and your childhood sporting hero. We'll get to your texts and calls shortly. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, three and a half past five in New South Wales, three and a half past four in Queensland. Now, a lot to get through today. We'll kick off with the Australian Open as well. And has Victoria Azarenka turned back the clock? Coming into this Australian Open, 
She was the 24th seed and, you know, not many people were talking about her. A lot of the talk was about Iga Schwantek, quite rightly so, the number one seed. Of course, she was bundled out the other day. Well, last night, Azarenka over Bagula, 6-4-6-1. I watched the first set and then I must say I did uh, turn it off and get ready to go to bed. But she looked dominant, didn't she, especially in that first set. And uh, Jess Bagula, uh, even if you haven't seen a lot of her uh, rank the number three seed going into this competition. Um, just didn't have any answers for Azarenka. 6-4, 6-1 in the second set for Azarenka. Um, she'll be come up against uh, Rybakina, the Wimbledon champion, who won her match yesterday against Ostapenko, 6-2, 6-4. So that'll be an interesting match semi-final tomorrow, either tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow night. But... Yeah, Azarenka turning back the clock. And I think it would be a pretty good feel-good story to see her go all the way. It, it's going to be a tough task against Rybakina, who looked very good herself in the win last night. But I think she's about 32, 33 years of age, Azarenka. And you could see all that experience, of course, has won the Australian Open before, has been on the scene for years. Um, and you can could see all that experience coming to play last night. So well done to her through to the semifinals. As I say, she will take on Rybakina, who won her match last uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, and Sofenos Sitsipas uh, threw in straight, uh, straight sets, as uh, you would imagine he would have been, although so it was close. It was tighter than it looks, but in the end, won 6-3, 7-6, So he is through to a semifinal as well, and we'll play Hutchinov, who managed to beat Sebastian Quarters. Slightly sad to see uh, this last night or yesterday afternoon. Hutchinov, look, the first set was quite close, 7-6, went to a tiebreaker. Um, and then midway through that second set, you could see Quarter getting his wrist strapped. Uh, Hutchinov then went on to win that second set, 6-3, before he was leading 3-love in the third set before Quarter uh, had to retire. So uh, one of the semifinals done and, well, not done and dusted, but the lineup done and dusted for the men's side and the women's side, but there is some important games coming up uh, today. The remaining two uh, women's quarterfinals uh, are on from 11am Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Pliskova will be in action against the net. Sabalinka will be in action as well. Uh, the men's quarterfinals, uh, Shelton up against Paul, an all-American affair. And tonight, this will be a beautiful match, beauty of a match. Novak Djokovic up against Rublev. Uh, tonight on Rod Laver Arena at around 7.30. So that is what is happening in the Australian Open. Uh, did you watch it? Are you... Are you? It's it's hard because apart from Novak Djokovic, the rest of them, um, and I suppose Victoria Azarenka on the women's side, the rest of them we're, we're not as familiar with. Um, but really getting into the business end of the Australian Open now with the semi-finals on tomorrow and Friday, and of course the finals on Saturday and Sunday. Your thoughts on any of that? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or you can text, uh, or you can call uh, text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six at seven past five, seven past four in Queensland. Now. Uh, Lots of talk about what's happening uh, with Rugby League at the moment. But uh, we're not too far away from the pre-season trials, the pre-season challenge, and the All-Stars match as well. Uh, And South Sydney officials yesterday watched Latrell Mitchell complete his first full-field session of the year and then backed him to be ready for the Indigenous All-Stars game to be played in Rotorua next month over in New Zealand. And his older brother, Shaq, revealed he would head into the February 11 fixture, the lightest he has ever played at. So the NRL are expected to name the Indigenous and Maori All-Stars squads today 
with the Indigenous team to feature the Mitchell uh, brothers, Cody Walker, who would double as an assistant coach, Dally M winner Nico Hines, Penrith recruit Tyrone Peachy, Bulldogs flyer Josh Adokar, Brisbane Selwyn Cobbo, uh, and Dragons trio Terrell Sloan, Terrell Fiano, and Josh Kerr. Uh, long-serving Indigenous uh, favourite Alex Johnson, North Queensland's Ruben Cotter, and St George Illawarra's Jack Bird are expected to be some of the higher-profile admissions. So Latrell Mitchell, he only returned to training at the start of the month following the World Cup in, uh, World Cup in England, but was already showing glimpses of his damaging best uh, at uh, in the heat yesterday at Redfern Oval. So looks like he will be uh, there. Those games are going to be played on the 11th of February. So that's in a couple of weeks' time uh, with the women's game to be at 1.30 on Saturday, the 11th of February. This is Australian time. Um, and then it will be the men's at 3.45. And that coincides with the first weekend of the pre-season challenge as well that gets underway in a couple of weeks' time from now. So good to see uh, Latrell Mitchell back there. And, uh, of course, a very important game to be played there in a couple of weeks' time. And, of course, uh, we are talking about it a bit about, bit about it last week, but, of course, the uh, Warriors uh only getting uh, the same number of home games as everyone else. But good to see that All-Stars game being played over in New Zealand. 0457 736 736 is our text number. We'll also update you shortly on the Big Bash last night. Another interesting uh, result on the Big Bash. So we'll do that for you. Plus a lot of other uh, rugby league, cricket and tennis news around for you on this Wednesday morning. And asking you as well, most famous sporting brands, most famous sporting teams, uh, or could be a player as well from around the world. In the back of the Roosters celebrating their 115th birthday. And also your childhood sporting heroes. Who got you into sport? Who made you support the team that you do support? Who did you adore while you were growing up? Your childhood sporting heroes, your famous sporting brands, the Australian Open. Who are you behind at the moment? And anything else in sport you want to talk about? We'll talk about more of the issues shortly. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or you can call the open line. 1300 01170. We'll take a break. Come back with more. It's 10 past 5 in New South Wales. 10 past 4 in Queensland. Yeah, good to have your company. Asking you famous sporting brands this morning on the back of the Roosters celebrating their 115th birthday. Uh, 0457 736 736. And also your childhood sporting hero. Who did you love watching uh, play sport when you were growing up? Who got you into sport? Uh, who made you support uh, whatever team? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. Let us cross to Melbourne and have a chat with Matthew Donald. So the great Matty Cox is away. I, I don't know who gave him permission to take a holiday, but Matthew Donald is doing a great job filling in, hosting Tradies News down in Melbourne. And he joins me on the line. Morning to you, Matty. Good morning, Dan. Yeah, no, we're still following up what's uh, what's going on with Coxie. Wise just decided to uh, go AWOL for a little bit. Um, I, but uh, yeah. Yeah, no, very, very unusual behaviour by him. I know. I, I, I sent him a message yesterday he, because he told me he only had two weeks off. He told me yesterday he's not back until the 7th of February. That's that's a very long holiday. Yeah, well, I, I was under the impression it was only two weeks as well, yeah. but it seems like he's taking a few liberties during mm. the off-season. So, mm. uh, no, I'll be sure to have a word with him when he, when he does eventually come back. Yes, uh, you should you should do so. Uh, this is coming from the person that took seven weeks off to go overseas the other week. But anyway, three <laughs> weeks off is still a lot. How are you, just before we get into sport, how are you enjoying the early mornings? Yeah, yeah, really, really am enjoying it. It's a, it's a great experience, uh, definitely a unique one. 
Mm. Uh, but it's uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, the last couple of weeks uh, being able to be able to get the uh, the opportunities on air and being able to interact with the audience um, and and uh, let them know of everything that's going on in the world of sport in the previous twenty four hours. It's been great fun. It's been great fun so far. Yeah, and lots going on, isn't there? Let's start down your neck of the woods as well. The Australian Open, uh, getting into the serious part of the Australian Open, and it's funny. I've been saying on the show, especially last week when Matt, we saw Nick Kyrgios get uh, ruled out. Uh, with injury, Rafa went out early in the competition. Of course, we've still got uh, Novak. But a lot of people, I think, were saying, oh, what's the interest levels going to be like in the Australian Open? Well, I love my tennis anyway, so I'd watch it regardless. But to be honest with you, Matt, I think it's been a really good competition. And the amount of five-set matches in the men's uh, tournament, uh, uh, not any yesterday, but over the whole week and a half so far, it's, it's been really entertaining to watch. I felt last year uh, with the Australian Open that it was the arrival of the new generation. Mm. A lot of those familiar names that we've become accustomed to over the over the past decade weren't necessarily there in, in the latter stages of the tournament. And and so that's proved again this time around. You mentioned Novak's still there, but a, a lot of new names are approaching the uh, are approaching the pointy end of the tournament. And I think that's a that's a that's a great thing for those who who are keen to welcome in the next generation. Uh, that we get to see some new names. It's, it's not the same old familiar suspects uh, every year. So I think that's been great to see some different names reach this point in the tournament as well. It certainly has. It's still, I still think it's going to be hard to beat Novak. He looked very good, didn't he, uh, the other day, Matty, against uh, Demonor. But yeah, it's been a great competition. It's been great to see all the fans back, of course, the first year without any restrictions. What do you make of this uh, conversation and where sort of, Looking from the outside in a bit, there's a couple of discussions around uh, the tennis about the scheduling, and I might ask you about that. But also, what about the situation um, where we have pl- uh, the players playing until 3, 4 a.m. in the morning? We saw that with Kokonakis and Murray uh, the other morning on Friday morning. Uh, look, I just don't think, and I'd be interested to get your take, but I just don't think there's anything we can do about that because... The only thing we could potentially do is do what we're doing tonight and have the men's game, just one game uh, on uh, whatever court starting at 7 or 7.30. But I think one of the things people love about the Australian Open is the fact that these matches could go until 2 or 3 in the morning. Now, I know that's not probably very productive for the players, but as fans, I think we enjoy it, don't we? I, I have to agree. I mean, uh, I mean, I suppose it's a little, little bit different this time around with the uh, 3 a.m. starts for yours truly. Yes, agreed. Um, yes, yes. Uh, yes. I've, I've not quite been able to stay up as long as I want. I, I think, uh, oh, I think the Australian Open has been in a little bit of a difficult situation this time around uh, compared to past uh, tournaments, given the fact there's been numerous delays due to the weather. Mm. Uh, I think we we had rain delay one day and then we had heat delay the next, Mm. Uh, or maybe it was the other way around. But I think that's forced them into a corner where they've had to try and just get the games done as as Mm. quickly as they can. Mm. And if it means that we're still up at four or five in the morning, then then so be it. Mm. Um, I like the idea of, uh, I think some people have suggested, oh, maybe we, we set a sort of a time and then, you know, if we don't get a result by then, we come back and finish it off the next day. I like the idea of the game being done in one hit. Yeah. Um, but maybe we need to be a bit more sensible with it, with a cutoff time, where if we can't mm. get a match started by a certain point early in the night, then we just, we look to, we say, all right, well, we, we try and come back and we play that another time. Mm. Um, I don't know whether that's something that uh, the organizers have, have looked into. Um, but like I say, it's a little bit different this time around because there's been a few more delays than you normally get, and they've just had to try and squeeze in the matches where they can. I think Craig Tiley was uh, was on SEN 
the other morning and, mm. and he said that they were still trying to play catch up with some of the matches. So it's been a bit of a different tournament uh, to what you normally see. Um, but, you know, I agree. It's definitely definitely not been ideal for um, for the players to have to play uh, to what, three, four in the morning mm. sometimes. But when you get classic five setters like the Kokonakis Murray one, it's mm. uh, no, it's, it's definitely worth watching. It's fantastic tennis. And it was interesting what Leighton Hewitt had to say the other day. Of course, he was involved in that famous match against Marcos Bagdadis in 2008 that went to about, I think, 4.34 in the morning. And he said, uh, in his personal opinion, that he would much rather, and he, he speaks on behalf of, he said he was speaking on behalf of most of the players, much rather get on court than wait for the match to be played the next day and then only have one day uh, to prepare. So I do understand that. Just before we get off the Australian Open, I know you want to talk a bit about the Big Bash. Just quickly, uh, still the talk, and I spoke to Maddie about this a few weeks ago, about this the time of the year that the Australian Open is on because there's been some players ruled out with injury. We talk about the heat as well. But in my opinion, I can't see where else it would fit into the sporting calendar because I think... January's perfect. You've got school holidays. There are still a lot of people off work. If you moved it to February, which they did the other year with uh, COVID, and that still worked, but definitely didn't have the same appeal as it does when it's on now, or even March, well, that's up against the AFL season for you guys returning, the NRL here. I just don't think it would work anywhere else other than January. Yeah, it's very difficult to find uh, when you've got all sorts of sports, and, and particularly when, when Melbourne is, uh, is such a sports-centric uh, city when there's always something going on and we've sort of developed over time, our own annual calendar where you're always just around the corner from some big series and some sport coming up. As you mentioned, it's, it's the Australian open. Now this series is, uh, or th this tournament's clashed with the big bash as well, which yeah. I, I know is, uh, has, has been another topic altogether where the two are sort of detracting attention from one another. And then you've, of course, you've got the, the AFL season, the NRL season, uh, up in, in Sydney, Queensland, I, I'm sure will dominate the winter months. Uh, and then, of course, earlier in the summer, you've got the cricket as well. Mm. So it's, it's hard to find uh, time for it to, to squeeze it in anywhere else. And then, of course, in addition to all of that, you've got the tennis calendar itself. Yes. Um, with, with all of the other slams and tournaments that are played throughout the year. So it's very difficult to reschedule that without having to... to pull apart the whole thing and put it back together again. Yeah, 100%, 100%. How you been fighting the Big Bash, mate? Have you had more interest in it uh, over the last couple of weeks now that the Australian players have been returning? I've uh, still been following it. Mm. Uh, I have to say, yeah, it's, it's been very interesting watching some of the Australians uh, come back and, and seeing how the, the respective clubs manage uh, the the Australian players. So obviously, we, we know about Steve Smith's coming back and, and hitting runs like it's going out of fashion. Uh, by contrast, we saw the Perth Scorchers actually made the decision to take Ash and Agar out of their side mm. the other night, uh, knowing that he won't be around for finals. Um, so it's been it's been quite interesting to see how the clubs have handled the dynamic of uh, Australia players not being available for uh, the finals mm. uh, and seeing how they work their way around that. And there's been some interesting approaches. I think it, I think it's got to be said. It's been a great tournament though. Um, so it's like so many matches have come down to the last over or the mm. last ball. Like I could probably, it's probably, probably in the double figures in terms of matches that have come down to the last couple of balls of the game. So it's been a really good tournament, a really even one. Uh, that's despite the fact, of course, that there's probably two teams that are, are far and away uh, the best in the competition. The Scorchers, of course, and the, and the Sydney Sixers. Mm. Uh, the two that have secured the the top two spots on the, on the ladder were already. Mm. Um, if you had to pick one, 
Which one do you reckon would be the would be the one that might uh, might win the title? Uh, well, being based in Sydney, I should probably say uh, the Sixers. It will be interesting, though. Uh, I think Steve Smith's playing uh, on Saturday, but it, then he's gone. Um, and we know how important he's been over uh, the past few matches uh, for them. We saw what he did on Saturday night at the SCG. But I agree with you. Those two teams are definitely far and away the best teams in the competition. But I would say in T20 cricket and in the Big Bash, you just never know. On the day, a team could upset another team. A team could have a bad day. It's very, compared to, I mean, every sport's unpredictable. But compared to long-form cricket, test match cricket, T20 cricket definitely, I would say, has the chance to produce more upsets than other forms of cricket. But you'd think uh, the sixes in the box seat, but with the question mark of no Steve Smith after uh, this Saturday coming up. Yeah, and I, and I think that's that's something that, as I say, the, the Scorchers have identified in taking some of those Australian-bound players out of the side, mm. uh, trying to sort of prepare and, and put together a team uh, or put together what they think a team would look like for the finals without some of their some of their better players. Dean's Texas through go the Melbourne Renegades. Yeah, so the the Renegades last night qualified mm. for um, the Big Bash finals. They defeated the the Strikers, so they're third at the moment. Mm. Uh, they could slide uh, down the order a bit. We've still got a couple of games to to play out today, and still got a couple of spots up for grabs. Mm. Uh, so still a bit to play out in in that front, but. Uh, it's good to see the Renegades back in the finals after they've struggled for the past couple of seasons. Yeah, and good to see a rejuvenation, I think, uh, to the whole Big Bash this year. We know we're getting less games next year as well, which I don't think is a bad thing, but I think it's been, yeah, very entertaining uh, this uh, year. Maddie, great to talk, mate. Uh, looking forward. You're on next week then as well? Yeah, at, le- at least the first part of uh, next week I'll, I'll be on. Um, still, as I say, still trying to follow up what uh, Cox is actually <laughs> playing at. Uh, we'll get it's... some answers on that one and, and, and figure out when he does come back. Don't worry. I'll be grilling him when he returns in a couple of weeks <laughs> about what he said two weeks. This is this is his second week. He's still not back. Mate, you're doing a great job. We'll chat again next week. No, thank you, Dan. Uh, yes. Matt Donald in Melbourne filling in for Matty Cox, doing a great job, host of Trade Issues in Melbourne. Matty Cox back in a couple of weeks, I believe, so we'll have a chat with him. But he did say to me, only two weeks off, so I don't know what's happened. Anyway, uh, good luck to him. 0457 736 736, or you can uh, call 1300 01 1170. Uh, just talking Big Bash there with uh, Matt Donald. Let's have a Big Bash update. We do this for the Isuzu D-Max. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu Ute dealer today. Uh, Aaron Finch blasted a captain's knock to seal the finals berth, as Maddie just mentioned, for the Renegades after Farwood Armoured's heroics with the ball to knock the strikers out of the competition. So the Renegades made four for 145 uh, from 18.2 overs in reply to the Adelaide Strikers, seven for 142 at Marvel Stadium, with Finch top scoring with 63 not out, and Ahmed taking three for 17 with the ball. Uh, the Strikers, as I said, made seven for 142 from their 20 overs after being sent in by the Renegades. Alex Carey, the main shining light for the Strikers, uh, the only batter to get past 20. Uh, so there you go. Matt Short was called out and bowled for a third ball 
duck, giving Tom Rogers his 21st wicket of BBL 12 in a horror start for the strikers. So well done to the Renegades winning that one by six wickets with 10 balls left. As Maddie did mention, a couple of games today as well. Uh, one at 1.40 p.m. this afternoon, and the Hobart Hurricanes taking on the Brisbane Heat, so that'll be at 12.40 Queensland time. And then tonight, the Melbourne Stars will host the Sydney Thunder. That game starting at 7.15 New South Wales time, 6.15 in Queensland. That is a big bash update for you. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu Ute dealer today. We'll take a break. 0457, some text there. I'll get to them in a second. 0457, 736, 736. Asking you, at the famous sporting brands, the Roosters celebrated their 115th birthday yesterday. Uh, but what's the most famous sporting brand, whether it be a team, whether it be uh, a player, uh, past or present in a particular sport, and your childhood sporting heroes as well? Who did you enjoy uh, watching? Who got you into maybe supporting your rugby league team, your football team, maybe a particular sport? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Plenty of other news as well around. We'll get to it next. It's 29 past five in New South Wales, 29 past four in Queensland. Nice to have your company, 27 to 6, 27 to 5 in Queensland. Jimmy Smith, Jaleesa Apps coming up with the breakfast show after 6 a.m. Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of that before uh, Patton heels from 6am local time of course you can continue listing on the app 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736 just before I get to your texts and a bit of rugby league news floating around as well should make mention tomorrow still on tomorrow even though it is a public holiday and Andrew Mintzel a menace from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast he does it uh, with Paul Dennett and also actually Jaleesa uh, he'll be in studio with me for most of the show uh, tomorrow we had him in a few uh, weeks ago uh, talking cricket he was very very good we will of course keep you up to date with all the other sports news tennis rugby league going on but uh, in between all of that he will join me uh, with the big bash coming uh, towards it's exciting part of the season with the finals the tour to India which you will hear by the way every test here on SEN from the 9th of February looking forward uh, to that and also going to talk to him as well about Sheffield Shield and the interest levels in the Sheffield Shield how that's changed over uh, the year so he'll join me in the studio tomorrow for uh, the vast majority of of the show. So if you are awake uh, and if you are going to work or you want to set the alarm, listen to the show uh, early. He'll be in with me tomorrow. Uh, now, 0457 736 736. Uh, the text line, open line 1300 01 1170. Asking you, apart from all the issues going on in sport uh, this morning, asking you a couple of things. The Sydney Roosters celebrated their 115th birthday. Uh, yesterday, I saw uh, on uh, the news they've opened a museum, a new centre of excellence where they plan to be based for at least another 25 years. They're a famous sporting brand in terms of rugby league, but what's the most famous sporting brand in the world, uh, whether it be a player or a team? Uh, there's just so many. I mean, a lot from England, a lot from America. There's a few texts there I'll get to. Famous sporting brands, whether it be a team or a player from a particular team or an individual sport. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And your childhood sporting hero, who did you love watching when you were growing up? Who maybe, maybe made you support the team you do support? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Couple of texts. This one from the Kingswood Welder. Very funny early on. Uh, good morning, uh, Nutshell. As a young man, I grew up. Loving to watch Anna Kornikova. Not sure what sport she did play, but I was watching. 
Uh, tennis, tennis, Kingswood Welder. Thank you uh, for that uh, text. Uh, hi, this from uh, the Oval Treeman. Hi, Dan. Uh, so many, this has been more of a serious text. Hi, Dan. So many uh, famous sporting brands, Dallas Cowboys, LA Lakers, Man United, etc. But my vote goes to the Yankees on the basis of its simple but effective logo. My childhood sporting hero was Doug Walters, especially after attending a cricket clinic he ran when I was quite young out in the central west of New South Wales, the Yeovil Treeman. Uh, it's interesting. I've not been to America, but uh, went to Old Trafford a few months back for the Rugby League World Cup final. So obviously not a football such soccer event, uh, but it was just uh, very interesting walking towards uh, Old Trafford, being in Old Trafford. And the amount of, and I just mentioned uh, the Roosters opening a ex- uh, centre of excellence and um, a museum as well, but the amount of Manchester United, as you'd expect, but the amount of Man Un- Manchester United memorabilia, uh, flags, it was just an amazing experience. And it, it was quite funny, and I don't know, I'm sure some of you listening have been to Old Trafford, but that walk to Old Trafford, um, and quite, uh, and even though Manchester United weren't playing, a lot of the houses in the lead up to um, Old Trafford had the Manchester United flags, the current ones, the old ones, some of the old jerseys. It was a fantastic experience to go there. So uh, you're right, Yeovil Treeman. You mentioned the American ones as well, Dallas Cowboys, LA Lakers. But yeah, you're definitely, um, yeah, you're definitely right, uh, Yeovil Treeman, about Manchester United, one of the more famous sporting brands in the world. A couple more texts there. I'll get to them in a second, but keep them coming in. 0457 736 1-300-01-1170, your childhood sporting heroes and the most famous sporting brands, not just in Australia, but in the world, whether it be a team or an individual player. I mean, someone like a Roger Federer, who's an individual player, uh, but he would have earned so much money, and quite rightly so, from uh, the tennis he played, one of, if not the best tennis players, best sports people ever. Uh, so someone like that, uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, as I mentioned, a bit of rugby league news floating around as well. We're what, about five and a bit weeks? Five weeks tomorrow until the start of the season, hopefully. Um, uh, let's stick, start in Brisbane, actually, uh, with the Dolphins, uh, because we do have uh, an interesting uh, Wayne Bennett coming out to say he will unleash uh, the hammer at fullback and has handed the Dolphins Foundation number seven jersey to the former understudy of Kangaroos halfback Nathan Cleary. So in today's Courier-Mail, it can be revealed that Dolphins coach Bennett has settled on the playmaking spine to lead the NRL 17th club into its inaugural season. Penrith recruit Short O'Sullivan will be given first crack at the coveted halfback role alongside fellow former Bronco Anthony Milford at 5'8". Bulldogs recruit Jeremy Marshall-King is set to start at hooker while Bennett has guaranteed ex-Broncos half Cody Nicarima will be in his best 17, likely as a super sub. So uh, training ramped up at Redcliffe yesterday with only five weeks, as I say, until the Dolphins celebrate their NRL entry in a Suncorp Stadium blockbuster against the Roosters on March 5. Just on that match as well. Surely we're going to get a sellout or close to a sellout for that game at Suncorp Stadium, the Dolphins' first match in the NRL. And he said, instead of leaving anything to chance uh, before the trials, he elected uh, his all-important spine to give the Dolphins clarity when they face the Cowboys and the Titans in pre-season hitouts. Uh, interesting to see how Sean O'Sullivan goes in particular. He's played 32 games for a few clubs, Roosters, Broncos, Warriors and Panthers. Uh, he's 24 years of age. Look, he's a good player. We saw what Sean O'Sullivan could do 
last year when he filled in at the Panthers. I suppose the big question mark, and we'll see and we'll talk more about this as the season gets closer and we may see them in some trial matches, although, again, take what you see in trial matches with a grain of salt. But I suppose the big question is, he was playing halfback, filling in a halfback in a very, very good team, a team that ended up going back-to-back. This is a very different team. This is a, a team that definitely doesn't have the superstars of the Penrith Panthers. But he's still a quality player and a good choice for halfback. And when we get a bit closer to the season, uh, probably in a couple of weeks as well, we will start our NRL previews. We'll look at every team in the lead-up, all 17 teams in the lead-up to the season. So really looking forward to doing that. Uh, just a bit of other rugby league news uh, floating around as well. Uh, Melbourne, so, Melbourne Storm superstar Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, he's returned to Australia, but he's no closer to knowing uh, when he will be back on the park but declared his two-and-a-half-week stint in the U.S. as the best thing he's done in his career. Uh, he reunited with his Storm teammates this week after becoming the second high-profile NRL player to work with reconditioning specialist Bill Knowles. He relearned how to walk and adjust his running technique as he makes his return from a shattered kneecap last July. And he also briefly crossed paths with Tom Dravojevic over uh, there. It followed the success of Latrell Mitchell, who travelled to the US, as we know, mid-last season. Yeah, uh, saw on the news uh, last night on Channel 9 News, Jake Dravojevic being interviewed uh, about Tom, asking how it's all going. Uh, but says he's enjoying it, being over there for a couple of weeks now, and it's doing him the world of good. Definitely both of those players at their respective teams, both Ryan Pappenhausen and Tom Dravojevic. Uh, need to be fully fit. Uh, it was awful to see what happened in particular. Like, it's awful to see what happened to Tom Dravojevic, but in particular to Ryan Pappenhausen, considering the season he was having at the Melbourne Storm last year and would have been guaranteed a state of origin berth as well. A bit of news surrounding the Dragons as well. They've re-signed Blake, uh, front row Blake Laurie for another three years, keeping up the club until the end of the 2026 season. Laurie was set to enter the final year of his current deal, but took himself off the open market based by staying on at the club uh, he has played with since his debut in 2017. Uh, so far, he's made 105 appearances for the Dragons. He said, we're building something nice this year, and there was no other choice in my mind but to stay at the Dragons. I grew up in the area. This means a lot to me. So it's very exciting news and there's exciting times ahead. Look, he's a good player, Blake Laurie. I remember calling him uh, when he was much younger in uh, New South Wales Cup level and you could tell he was going to be a solid uh, first grader. Uh, the Dragons, though, do have a number of players coming off contract at the end of the year, including Aaron Woods, Jacob Little, Josh Kerr and Moses M. Bai. So we'll see how many of them they decide to keep uh, into next year. Meanwhile, South Sydney have also bolstered their Ford stocks by re-signing the versatile Sevilla Havili for another two seasons, locking him down until the end of the 2025 season. Uh, he said, the family and I have really enjoyed the move to Sydney, especially to this club in South Sydney. The goal is to win a premiership, and I truly believe we can do that here at the Rabbitohs in the next few years. They also, the Rabbitohs, have a lot of players off contract at the end of the year, including Tom Burgess, Jacob Host, Hame Saleh, Liam Knight, and Michael Cheekham, as well as utility Blake Taft, but a couple of re-signing news. And this one as well, just interesting, before we go back to your texts on 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70, the open line number. I mentioned we're not too far away, a couple of weeks away from the pre-season challenge. We've also got uh, the All-Stars. We've got the World Club Challenge as well. We've got the Charity Shield. But there will actually be a game this weekend. It is going to be behind closed doors. Uh, but there's going to be an unofficial trial 
when Manly hosts St George Illawarra at Four Pines Park. So, of course, we know the pre-season challenge is set to begin on February 9 with the actual NRL season starting on the 2nd of March. Uh, but Manly and the Dragons are going to be using their top 30 rosters during the behind-closed-doors Northern Beaches hit-out uh, with temperatures forecast to reach 32 degrees on Saturday. Um, so basically the reason for this, obviously both teams have the two trial matches coming up in the preseason challenge, uh, but both clubs have arranged the unofficial trial with a view to when the regular season starts and the Dragons, they have a buy in round one, whilst Manly have a buy in round two. And we know, of course, a buy is basically well, each week of the competition this year uh, due to the fact of the Dolphins meeting now 17-team competition. So that'll be interesting uh, to hear anything about that is behind closed doors. I uh, don't know how serious they'll be taking it, but probably not a bad idea uh, considering uh, their seasons will be hampered at the start with uh, the various buys. It's just a bit of rugby league news coming along as we get a bit closer to the start of the season. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Let's go back to your text for Makita. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Asking you famous sporting brands this morning on the back of the Roosters celebrating their 115th birthday, uh, whether it be a team, a player, uh, and also your childhood heroes. 0457 736 736. is from Dan on the text. He says, uh, best brands, well, the soccer ones uh, in the English Premier League have the numbers, uh, which he's right about. Uh, but for me, it's the New England Patriots. It is interesting, isn't it, when we talk about this, whether it be you, you look at the numbers probably in the English Premier League of the big clubs like, as I mentioned, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, teams like that. But a lot of people still say the American ones. He also says childhood heroes, Shane Warne. Uh, yeah, I think he was everyone's childhood hero. If you loved your cricket, you loved watching him play, if you grew up in that era. Just uh, a fantastic player uh, to watch. And I don't think anyone missed a ball. He bowled, really. Uh, Brad Fittler, uh, yeah, 100% agree with that. Of course, started his career out with Penrith and then very good player for the Roosters. Great, of course, for New South Wales and Australia as well. John Eels, yes, who can forget him playing for the Wallabies. And I like this one, Matt Burke as well, who kind of gets forgotten, reads the sports news for Channel 10 most of the year now, but kind of gets uh, forgotten a bit, Matty Burke, about how good of a player he was. Um, and that's when the Wallabies and Australian rugby was at the front of everyone's mind. And we know Eddie Jones is back there. He was a part of uh, that era, uh, what, 20-odd years ago now. We'll see if he can uh, maybe change the thinking of Australian rugby. And he also says Steve Menzies as well. Uh, yeah, well, who could forget his uh, last ever game in that grand final as well when Manly beat the Melbourne Storm 40 points to nil. Thank you for those texts. A couple more there. We'll get to them after the break. 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 01 1170, asking your childhood sporting heroes uh, this morning. And also the most famous, the best sporting brand, whether it be a team, whether it be a player, uh, either in a team or an individual sport. 0457 736 736. Bit of other news floating around as well. I'll get to after the break. Or 1300 01 1170, 13 to 6, 13 to 5 in Queensland. Certainly is. Breakfast not too far away. Jimmy Smith, Jaleesa Apps are coming up after 6 a.m. Pat and Heels, you'll get the first hour of Jimmy and Jaleesa and then it will be Pat and Heels. Oh, one FA Cup game coming up this morning. It's actually a replay uh, for the right to play Leeds United on the weekend. Uh, 6.45am, so just under an hour's time. Akrik and Stanley up against Boreham Wood. 
The winner of that will play Leeds United on Saturday night. couple more texts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, Crisco says on the, te- on the text, international brands volley uh, the shoot. Well, yes, that, that is a sporting brand. I was sort of going more teams or players, but you are right. Very successful brand as well uh, is volley as well. Good text, Crisco, uh, looking at it from a different point of view, which we always like here. Um, and also another one on the text, Boston Celtics. Yes, another... Uh, big sporting brand from around uh, the world. You'd ask Chris uh, on Friday when we speak to him in America what the biggest brand is, like the biggest team is in America. It would be interesting from all the sports that are played over there. Uh, a bit more news to finish things off before Jimmy and Jalisa. Um, Rugby Australia has landed another major coup with the retention of seven superstar Charlotte Kaslik on a monster deal through till the end of 2026. So Kaslik, arguably the best sevens player on the planet, switched to rugby league in 2020 when COVID-19 shut down the annual World Series. Uh, but the now 27-year-old played just two NRLW games for the Sydney Roosters before fracturing her spine, and she returned to rugby in 2021. Kaslik is now set to spearhead Australia's pursuit of more gold at the 2024 Olympic Games and the 2026 Commonwealth Games. Uh, she said yesterday, for me, it was a simple choice to commit to the Sevens game. If you're prepared to embrace the hard work that comes with being part of the world's best and most challenging high-performance program, then this is the sport to be involved in. We play a World Series, we play a World Cup, we play at the world's two biggest multi-sport festivals, the Olympics and Commonwealth Games. There are easier options, but if you want to compete in the world's best sport, this is where you need to be. So looks like she won't be returning uh, back to rugby league anytime soon, uh, but very good for Rugby Australia to get her on board uh, for the next few years. Uh, the Women's FIFA World Cup, uh, we talked about it last week, about the possibility of the first Australian match against Ireland to be moved from Allianz Stadium to a core stadium. And Matilda's winger Courtney Vine uh, says shifting Australia's World Cup opener for from Allianz Stadium to a t- stadium to a core stadium in July would be an insane atmosphere and be a massive boost for the players. So she was speaking yesterday at the launch of the official 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup ball in Bondi. And Vine responded to the moves being made by Football Australia and FIFA to relocate uh, the match. Uh, she said, the bigger the crowd, the better. You want the Aussies behind you as much as you can. Being a Sydney player, I love Allianz Stadium, of course, but a core, that would be insane with 80,000 fans. I just don't know what it would feel like if I get to experience it. I can't even hear myself think uh, with 25,000 fans. So anything bigger, that would be absolutely incredible. You'd never forget an, on a night like that. Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer, especially as well, considering how many Irish are here. Looking forward to that. That's on uh, July 20, but we'll come around very, very quick. Uh, tomorrow on the show, as I say, Andrew Mentzel, Menes from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast, in the studio with me for the majority of the show. So looking forward to that. If you are going to be awake, nice and early on your public holiday. Coming up on Breakfast with Jimmy Smith, Jaleesa Apps after the 6 o'clock news 5am in Queensland Peter Wynn will join them and also Brett Phillips will wrap up the day in tennis and preview another big day coming up at the Australian Open uh, as I say the first hour in Queensland you'll take of them and then Patton Hills from 6am local time thanks for your company today I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5am Jimmy Smith Jaleesa Apps up after the news at 6 have a wonderful Wednesday and I'll see you tomorrow from 5am